Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Transylvanian Bite-Off. I'm Daniel. And I am Evan. And we have got a new challenger, brand spanking new Dracula movie entitled Renfield. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, starring Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, Adrian Martinez, Shorey Agdashlu. Uh, Agdashlu? Shlo? Shorey Agdashlu. She is, yes, okay. Those are kind of our main cast, directed by Chris McKay, written by Ryan Ridley. Let's just dive into old Ryan here. Ryan has written one movie. (laughs) It's this one. It's it's this one. You found it. He was a writer on Community, and he was a writer on Rick and Morty as well. So that kind of family of comedy. And this yeah. is brand new. So spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. If you want to see this movie, great. I think without any spoilers, I would say check it out. If, if the premise of it is interesting to you, you'll probably find someone to like in this. I totally agree. I'm not... I, I we're gonna spoil all of this movie. So if all you didn't hear Daniel once again, spoils, spoiling, spoilers approaching. We've both said it. There's no excuse now. Yeah, you heard us. And Renfield's a complicated. Okay, now that they're all gone, what's up, everybody? <laughs> How's it going? How are how are we, we don't talk enough? How are you today? <laughs> how are you, the people? How are you, the people? The nine people who listen, and we love you so dearly. All of you. This is a complicated 90-minute movie. Yeah. This is, I think if you saw the trailers, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume if you're listening to this, you have either seen the movie or you kind of know the vibe of it. But the movie is Renfield and Dracula in the modern day. Renfield, this is, I think, I think based on the way the movie is shot, I think this is meant to be a direct sequel to Bram St- to to 1931 Bella Lugosi's Dracula. It is shot the same way yes. in certain like flashback scenes. Um I think Nicholas Holt does a great job of recreating some of those older Renfield scenes to say nothing of Nick Cage recreating Bella like yeah. This is a sequel, I think. Yeah. I I totally agree. This is a movie made for you and me, Daniel, because <laughs> this is all about paying homage to Dracula history, Dracula cinematic history, mm-hmm. and then giving it a makeover. Like, yeah. <laughs> giving it bright colors and a nude shade of lipstick. Like, that's what's going on. This is this is Dracula very much in the vein of, uh, of John uh-huh. Wick and the Marvel movies. Yes, um, 100%. It is it is totally that way for better and for worse, I will say. It feels mm-hmm. – a. that was my first question. Who do you think this movie was made for? I, I, in theory, again, I think it's made for people like you and me. We love John yeah. Wick. We're going to go see every sort of IP pop culture movie. Mm-hmm. And we happen to have watched a lot of Dracula movies. Yeah. However – Despite the fact that I do feel again, this was this was made for us. Mm-hmm. This movie probably only accomplishes about seventy five percent of what that could be, and yes. it's hard to pinpoint exactly where it went wrong. The mob subplot is where it went wrong. 
<laughs> it's the mob subplot. There is throughout this movie, we have two main plots. We have Nicholas Holt in what I think is, in my opinion, the far more interesting take on this. And I'm biased yeah. in that view where Nicholas Holt is going to these uh, support meetings for people who are in codependent relationships. And he is at first he goes to these meetings to find people's um, abusers or people who are codependent. And he takes those people, the, the, the abusers in the relationships, and he gives them to Dracula to feed on. Yeah, that's cool. Great. Great setup. I love that. And, and then throughout that, and because of his run-in with the other plot, he starts to sort of think about himself differently and start to think about himself as someone who can do do good in the world or at least not do evil. Yes. I think that plot line is fantastic. I agree. And if you watch the trailer for this movie, that's the movie you think you're going to get. Yes. <laughs> And it's in here. Mm-hmm. It's it's maybe the majority of what you're watching. Yeah. It's 60, it's just it's 60 that, 70% of the movie. Yeah, exactly. It's just, as you said, it's this it's this mob plot line that brings in Ben Schwartz, and I'm just <sighs> And I listen, I love Ben. I love yeah. Sheree. Like I love the the vibe of it. That is where like the John Wick comes in. Is they like they're the Lobo family is the gang. They have this like straight out of John Wick uh, hotel with like guns on the walls and like a torture chamber in the basement with all like very uh, clean aesthetic. Right, that clean John Absolutely. Wick vibe. Absolutely. And and we've talked about this a little bit. If you watch John Wick movies, you know that their villains are always dressed to like an over-the-top exquisite degree. Yeah. That's Nick Cage in this movie. He is – I mean, we're going to get to it on the fashion score. My God. But he's, he's rocking multiple outfits for every occasion, and mm-hmm. he brings it every time. He is – he's that John Wick level of like over-the-top – extreme villain in this and so are and so is um is uh ben and sheree like they are both always in these like when uh, at one point ben schwartz gets vampire powers too and he starts rocking this like pop collar long black coat with the red lining on the inside yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh man it's great ben schwartz showing that he can rock a bad guy role too I I was so pleasantly surprised to watch him come out this come out in this and like have fun because mm-hmm. he's he's a bad guy yep. but he's also like a total wimp who yes. like can't fight his own fights and then he gets to start fighting his own fights as he gets the vampire powers and suddenly he's over the top arrogant like he's doing a lot of different dynamics and he's really funny and engaging in all of them. He's a good time in this. He goes through, I think, he has the most amount of varied scene work to do. Nicholas Holt, I think, is excellent in this movie. Nicholas Cage, I think, is yeah. excellent in this movie. But they're mostly on kind of the same level throughout the whole movie. Aquafina, yeah. again, I think gives a very interesting performance for Aquafina to give. This is... This is this is going to sound so strange. No, no, no. But when you're gauging the like realm of Aquafina performances, yeah. 
<laughs> this movie sort of like it's it's actually closer to the to the farewell than it is to like crazy rich Asians, despite yes. the fact that like this movie screams more of that like colorful, bombastic, comedic realm. She's giving a much more solemn performance in this than I ever expected. And that's why I think literally 20 minutes, half an hour of this movie was cut. And I we talked about it right before we started recording. I'm seeing this more and more with movies that, especially the Marvels. Like, I mean, Thor Ragnarok was the biggest example of this where it was confirmed after the fact. But if you watched that movie kind of more critically, you could start to go, there's a lot missing. Like, like beats move a little too fast and changes happen a little too fast, right? And that's what, like, Aquafina is, like, basically trying to do comedy the wire in this. She's a <laughs> she's a detective, right? Her dad was killed. Her, her sister's in the FBI, so she's trying to live up to that expectation. And yeah. everybody in the force is corrupt, and she's the only one who can take it down. She's doing... She's doing her comedy stuff still, but you're exactly right. Like, this is nowhere – this isn't even close to, like, Shang-Chi, where she was in that. Like, this is yeah. – it's weird. I don't think it's great. I don't really think it's great, but I think it's a writing problem. I think she's really trying. I agree. I think it's a writing problem because we have these moments – there's a character named Kyle – Kyle gets told to fuck off like eight times in this movie. It's one of the running jokes. Love Kyle. And yeah, I love I love it when they say fuck off Kyle. Um, that's like when she gets to engage with that character, you get to see more of that side of her come out. But frankly, yeah. when she's interacting specifically with Nicholas Holt, who is the protagonist of this movie, mm -hmm. her performance just takes a nosedive as it she can't quite do it. Um, she's, she's, I think she is doing a good job at doing yeah. what is on the page. It's just that what is written there doesn't allow her to actually shine in, in the way that you expect for her. She's a dynamic actor yeah. and mm -hmm. this, this movie dulls her down. And I think, and I think what's kind of unfair about her and Nicholas Holt, especially, and I texted you about this, Nicholas Holt, I think is maybe the best actor working right now at delivering dialogue and making it seem organic. I have never seen Nicholas Holt ever deliver a lot. I've seen a lot of Nicholas Holt projects. I'm like scrolling through his Rotten Tomatoes right now being like, <laughs> I've seen most of these. I have never once seen him deliver a line that I thought was like rehearsed. It always feels like he's just saying it, right? Yeah. Now- that can be to his detriment. And again, critiques of this movie point out that this is very similar to what he was doing in Warm Bodies, where he was a zombie. Completely agree. I think that's a very valid critique. Yeah. But Nicholas Holt, I think, is a very good organic movie actor. And Aquafina's strength lies in those perfectly timed snappy lines, right? That yes, yeah. they're planned. They have to be planned. Otherwise, it's not gonna be funny yes it's not how people talk yeah. it doesn't matter it's funnier that way and so you have she's taken a home run hitter like <laughs> yes she is the home run she is not going to get you on base she's going to get everybody home though and yeah. nicholas holt is like a like let's go money ball with this nicholas holt is a he's always going to be on base he's going to be yeah. on base every time he goes up 
and it's hits and hits and hits. It's hits and hits and hits. And then and you take so you take these two actors who are like their skills, at least what we generally see, right? I don't want to comment on their skills. I don't know them, but from what we generally see from their general performances, you take these actors who are diametrically opposite strength-wise and put them together, and it doesn't click. It it doesn't feel quite there. Yeah. Now Nick Cage and Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Cage, another great actor at like, listen, love him or hate him. I think the community episode where Abed tries to figure out if Nick Cage is good or bad is one of the best. It's one of the best episodes of community, but it's also just one of the best examinations of Nick Cage where (laughs) this guy is basically like, I don't know if he's good or bad. He could be the best actor or the worst actor alive. Right. And you don't know. And that is ultimately the appeal. And so you put him and Nicholas Holt in the room. We get some interesting moments. These two are having fun. And frankly, they're having so much fun that it makes you wish you cut out the other 20% of this plot. That's not just about these two working Mm -hmm. through their problems. Like, I don't know about you, but I was incredibly tied into this therapy battle over Renfield. Yes. And... I would have been down for a whole movie that was these two struggling with each other. <laughs> like, they're that hilarious. Was what, that was the trailer. Yeah. And and you get, we get teased so much more of their history than we actually get to see. Yes. This movie does a really fun thing where it takes the Bela Lugosi Dracula, it superimposes uh, Nicholas Holt's face and Nicholas Cage's face Onto the two characters and it is lets them. Is that actually them? Is that like, did, is that what they did? I thought they just reshot it. Maybe they reshot it. Mm. However, it could totally pass, I think, for just really good effects work at superimposing them in. Um, yes, I think you're right. Yes. It's, it's really fun and you get glimpses of all these different moments throughout their manipulative, horrible relationship. And you really get a sense of how, sense of how much history is there. And that's, I'm sorry, that's the movie I wanted. I know it's not quite as appealing on the billing as having Aquafina in there and Ben Schwartz, but it's, it's a far better movie in the end, I think. Yes, it is. The, I, the movie keeps – and I, it's why we, I don't think we really need to describe the plot because it, it really is just like Nicholas Holt goes to therapy and then in other scenes, Nicholas Holt and Aquafina go John Wick on a bunch of gangsters and then eventually Dracula decides to team up with the gangsters to take over the world and then they do a big John Wick Act 3 finale of going after the bad guys and – and that and Ben Schwartz gets vampire powers and he and Nicholas Holt have like – overall, it's a pretty cool fight. It's a fun fight. I feel like we haven't seen a fight like this in a while in a big, at least in a big build movie where any movie nowadays, like we will get a bunch of videos. If there's a big fight, like there's a lot of fighting. And I had to like lean over to Annika halfway through and be like, hey, I promise you they did not tell me there was going to be this much fighting in the movie. I mean, it's two thirds of the movie is combat. Like (laughs) it's- There is a, yeah. John Wick is comparable because- the majority of John Wick's movies are about the fighting, and this is just them coming up with funnier and funnier ways to try and kill people. Yeah. And again, I love that movie, and I love the therapy movie, and they can't be the same movie. <laughs> They're just not working together. They don't They don't fit together quite 
quite right, you know? Yeah, I wish, in fact, if they had been two separate movies, like, look, I know nobody's going to plan on this hour and a half action comedy starring Nicolas Cage is like, they're never, you're not going to green light that a sequel. However, in a perfect world, that is one movie. It's their history and it builds up to this fight. (laughs) Like, yes. Well, because I think you have an interesting idea. Again, if, if you wanted it to be more about a disciple of Dracula trying to atone for the evil, I think that's a perfectly interesting movie. You have, and that honestly feels more like what the action of this could have been was like a, a literally like an Avengers style thing of like Renfield's going to gather all the former thralls and they're going to try and do some good. And then Dracula comes back, right? Big yeah. fights, big fights. This, the, it's, oh man, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I like it quite a bit. I'll probably watch it again. Yeah. 100%. But. <laughs> It's weird. It's a weird, 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 weird movie. Yeah. I We talked about it, its runtime is about an hour and a half, which I think to a lot of people is music to their ears. Because it if you want to go to the movies, you go, it's fast, you're home, you don't have to pee halfway through the movie awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Like this runtime works. It's just that another 15 minutes actually probably benefits this movie in a way that we can't say very often. I am the biggest uh, uh, supporter of hour and a half movies, right? I will argue day in and day out that if your movie, if your plot can't fit within an hour and a half, it's probably too long. It probably needs to be trimmed down a bit. Yeah. This one, I agree with you. 15 minutes was all it needed. A little bit more Aquafina backstory, a little flashback for Aquafina maybe. Because again, I don't hate her. I just think I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I'm. Yeah. Why are we doing this like drug deal gang thing in the middle of of this other thing? I agree, and I, I actually think you know, for a specific example, mm-hmm. we're meant to know that Aquafina's family, specifically her sister, mm-hmm. is incredibly important to her. This family yeah. legacy has to mean a lot because at a certain point, Aquafina is going to try and change allegiances, allegiances. <laughs> um, no, 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 allegiances. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick to my fuck up. Um, yep. She's going to try and <laughs> fake fake Dracula out for the sake of saving her sister, mm-hmm. and yet in the moment, I don't think anybody buys it for a single second. That no. her sister means that much to her because we get one scene with that's between the two of them prior to this, and she's mostly kind of angry and kicking it's out of bench, ye- and <laughs> it's them yelling at each other. <laughs> You're right. There's there's just not actually enough filler there for us to to understand what's at stake for her all the time in this movie. Yeah, I think what bothers, and I, I think it's a marketing problem. I think if this had been sold a little differently, because even on Rotten Tomatoes, even the movie info in this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant, Nicholas Holt stars as Renfield, a tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula. Renfield is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding, no matter how debased. But now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield is ready to see there's life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. If only he can figure out how to end his codependency. Nowhere in there does it mention at one point that Renfield rips yeah. the arms off of a SWAT guy and uses it to pin two other cops to a wall. (laughs) 
Right. Nowhere in there is it mentioned that at one point Aquafina's like holding a man at gunpoint and he's like dangling off, holding onto her arm. And Nicholas Holt jumps down and like severs his spine by landing on him and crushing him. <laughs> There's a whole point. And that's the other problem with it, right? That's the weirdest part is I think a lot of John Wick, you can. If you're someone who is uh, opposed, right, to seeing a lot of violence, right, a lot of it you can forgive in John Wick, I think, because you're like, look, these guys are all either assassins, they're all like in the super secret mafia, or yeah. they're just bad guys, right? They killed – like that's the whole point of John Wick 1. He killed a puppy. Now anything he does, we're on board with, right? Whole point of that right. franchise. In this one, though, <laughs> they kill like 30 people in the landing of like – of like affordable housing, basically, like a very <laughs> poor neighborhood where Nicholas Holt is like the only place he can afford is to live here. We meet a kid in this place and his mom and they seem really nice and all like a kid collects yeah. ants. And then meanwhile, like 20 minutes later, Aquafita's just like shooting randomly. There's SWAT guys everywhere. Nicholas Holt is like, there's so much blood and I'm just like, oh, my God, guys. Yeah. I mean, this is no exaggeration. At one point in this movie, Nicholas Holt punches Ben Schwartz so hard that the, he okay. pukes. <laughs> do, do you want to finish this? No, no, you have to. This, we have oh to talk God. about this. I, to finish their fight, Nicholas Holt punches Ben Schwartz so hard that he pukes out blood and shits at the same time. And, like, no joke, we have a visual of this, folks. This Somebody is not went, like, what about Mortal Kombat? What if we got an x-ray cam? <laughs> and I was... S- <laughs> I'm just sitting there they in the theater and they start doing x-ray. it. I'm like, oh my god, are you... What is happening... <laughs> No. And then you just see it. It shows him in x-ray form of his spine bending in half perfectly and everything in his stomach going up and everything in his intestines <laughs> coming out. And it's, I mean, it is so incredibly over the top. It's, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think it was a little bit like perfect. Like it's exactly what I wanted in this movie. Once I realized the tone of what we're getting. But if you're not expecting that kind of movie, <laughs> be warned. Then, yeah, like, I felt a little guilty. Take Like, Anna had a good time, but I felt a little guilty because, like, she does not go in for that. Does not like the crazy action. Doesn't really care for a lot of bloodshed. I The whole time we're like, I was like, do you want to come see it? She's like... Yeah, I mean, is it scary? I was like, the trailers don't look make it look that scary. I'm sure there's a few like little scary moments, but like it's Nick Cage. It looks kind of it looks kind of like a fun thing. It's it's you know it's Chris McKay. Like it's gonna be very funny. And then we're sitting there 45 minutes in, and I'm like, oh my god, I am the worst <laughs> date planner ever. Because I'm now like, here it's your worst nightmares, <laughs> all of them on screen for you. It, it what it really has what I realize now is that it's like John Wick meets Deadpool. It's yes. that level of like potty humor, mm-hmm. except that it's a far more like empathizable <laughs> antagonist than <laughs> with Nicholas Holt than it is with Deadpool. But he's doing the same level of things. Yes. Oh, like, absolutely. I'm going to 
chop a guy's head off with my ass as I fly through the air. That's a Deadpool move. And can I tell you what? The CGI blood kills it all. It doesn't matter to me. I think I think I could have walked away going like, whoa, that was my God, so bloody. But there is a point like the, the arm ripping off is, I think, the most grisly it gets visually. Yeah. And his arms come off and they 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 almost got it. But I caught it and you get a you get a half a second and then you see the the CGI blood points that they've installed that start splurting after that. Yeah. And if you're someone like me who can catch things like that, I'm just like that is that looks that looks awful. Yeah. The CGI is not great in this movie. And no. I don't think you go in expecting perfection. But no. I think what you expect is for them to nail sort of the cartoony aspects of this movie. This is this is like yes. Looney Tunes. It's that level of just mm. like over the top ridiculousness. Except in this, they all die as opposed to in Looney Tunes where they don't. Sure. So you expect that kind of CGI where it's fun, it's cartoony, and it really it, – it just fits that style. But you do see those little gaps in it where they didn't yeah. quite have enough time to edit this perfectly. Yeah. This is, however, though – the last thing I'll say about the action, this is one of the movies I have seen get closest to emulating that John Wick style. Yeah. Uh, Aquafina kind of goes full gun foo for a bit in this movie. And listen, she doesn't look horrible holding and firing a gun. She does it pretty well. She looks pretty she look, great. She looks pretty badass a couple times. Yeah, she does. <laughs> like, I, yeah. And I totally watched the movie that's about her cop character in mm-hmm. sort of this like action comedy about her rooting out, you know, this horrible um, police station full of. All the, all the frauds. Like, I, I'd be down for watching her deal with that. Yeah. The, I think, the, if nothing else, I think you get a great sense of what you're in for with, for me at least, the trailers that I saw with this movie. I saw trailers for uh, Strays, that new Will Ferrell, <laughs> Jamie Foxx movie. Yep, yep. I saw Stray. I saw um, Evil Dead Rise, which made me piss yeah. my pants. That looks scary as fuck. It does. And you know what else looks pretty scary? Say it. Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's come back to that. Let's come back to that after we run because yeah, we'll that's a whole that new thing. But oh, yeah. man. That felt, I felt a little bad because I was like, I already know this is going to be better. Yeah. I know it's going to be just better. Sorry. But like, yeah. yeah. And then they showed the trailer I, for it. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. Oh, yeah. But what a time to be a, you know, two people who are podcasting about Dracula movies. <laughs> a time yeah. to be alive. <laughs> it's also got, I, I think, um, oh no, I'll talk about it later. I'm very excited for the actor they have playing Dracula in uh, yes. Last Voyage. I, I think it's gonna be great. But I the, the trailers are these like confusing mismatch of like hardcore rated R comedies, right? Like hardcore. And then like very intense, very scary movies. And yeah. I haven't seen a rated R movie in a movie theater for a while, but I was like, is this always this like weird genre and tone mix match thing here? Cause this is weird as hell. Yeah. I also had never seen the ad. Um, what, what, what cinema did you see this at? AMC? Yeah. It's at an AMC. 
I saw it at a Regal. I don't know if AMC has this ad or if this is a Regal only thing, but Regal has mm. this um, god awful ad where it's just people watching, walking into a movie theater, and it's the usual thing. All the movie ads are the same, right? We bought, we come in. Ooh, look at this popcorn. Ooh, that Pepsi looks great. Oh, it's delicious, right? <laughs> oh, there's so many people. All my friends are here. Let's all walk in. I can't find a seat. Oh, hey, we saved you a seat. It's the exact same thing. But in this one, they yeah. decided to just make every line of dialogue a classic movie quote. <laughs> like picture a classic movie quote. They said it. And oh, okay. in in just really bad ways. And and um Danny Trejo's in it for like 30 seconds. It is fucking terrible. It made me not want to watch the movie I was about to watch. Because oh, it's sorry. just them like it's just them like say hello to my little friend. And it's like a small Coke instead of a large, like it's that that's, kind of vibe. That's done. I'm, I mean, I'd rather even watch Nicole Kidman, who I'm pretty sure is a real life vampire, than that. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's rank this guy yeah can't wait charisma i mean look if you were to count narcissism which i is like the whole point of this okay yep. is if if you haven't seen how donald trump manipulates and makes everything about him that's mm-hmm. kind of what's going on here they're pretty direct about that um yep. from that point his charisma score would be pretty fucking high um yep. <laughs> But as it is, if we're talking about actual sort of like charm and confidence, yeah, I think he ends up somewhere in the five to six range. Part of the point of this movie is that every time somebody kills Dracula, they don't really kill him. He has to sort of reform. Oh, and when we gnarly. meet, oh. yeah, some really gnarly stuff. And when we meet him at the start of this movie. Um, in his present day form, quote, he is, he's currently in the process of reforming. Towards the end of the movie, once he has regained full strength, I'd say his charisma and confidence is quite high. And I could see getting a six, 6.3 out of that to me. My counter argument. Mm-hmm. Are we agreeing that this is a sequel to Bella? Yes. 7.1 is what Bella's got. Oh, oh, poop. You so do we think he builds on Bella with what we see in this movie? I think we have to. That's the rules. All right. Well, let me yeah. copy all of Bella's scores here real fast. Was, just, no, yeah. boy, I hadn't thought about it like that, but you you got it. Oh, I think gosh. we have to. And if you haven't seen the movie, watch the movie. You will totally see what we're talking about. This is not us pulling us out of our ass. Like, no, shot for true. shot. It's not just the, oh, welcome to my castle. Like, it's it's a bunch of the castle stuff. It is the shot, the very iconic Bella shot of, um, I forget the actor who played Renfield in that movie, but him, like, looking up manic uh, from the, yeah. the uh, bowels oh. of the Demeter, like, that sort of thing. I'm rolling with it, you know? Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. This that's the right move. I mean, if Bella scored a seven point one, then I think I think Cage either keeps it around a seven point one, or maybe you might be able to say adds a little bit more variables to it. I would say like maybe a seven point two point three, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't think it's a whole lot higher. I'm honestly fine to rest at a seven point one. I think a 7.1 is good. Gage doesn't have that, like, country, faraway, foreign gentleman vibe. No. But he's, I mean, he's laying it on thick with uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the mob boss later. With everybody. Like, he's he's kissing hands. He's very... He's very polite with a lot of people. And it's all an act, obviously. But still, like, I think that's um, commendable. 
Yeah, I agree. 7.1, I'm fine with it. Hey, Bella, Bella's a perfect 10, and Cage is sticking right there with him. Keep him there. Keep him there. I would, like, I don't think we can two weeks in a row go breaking our rules, but if I were, I would say uh-huh. he could break a 10, because he's got the Bella, and... Yes, I agree. I, I don't want to break the rules constantly, but if I could give my guy like a 12 or a 13 on this, I would. I think he's awesome. This is the best Dracula we have seen fashion-wise. The outfits are diverse. They show this like this higher sense of class, but they feel old. They feel antiquated, right? The, the yeah. top hat and the cane are incredible. Oh. The fur oh. is always there. His red uh, robe is beautiful. It's all of it. All of it is just like... Bam, it's bam, on bam. Point. It's hit after hit after hit. Um, I love that whole bit about um when Renfield is explaining we're talking they're talking about the cape, and she's like, Do you wash his cape? And he's like, No. She's like, Okay, and then he's like, It's dry clean only. It's like it's a total <laughs> like it's such a dumb joke, but it works. And then you see the cape yeah. later and you're like, That is dry clean only. They were serious. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. it's it's perfect. I mean, he's a ten. It's a ten. Easy. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, easily. Intelligence. Bella's at a three. This this score is about to take a big jump, I yeah. think. Listen, his plan in this movie may not be perfect, okay? I'm going to join forces with this New Orleans mob boss to take over the world. Yep. I love that world domination is immediately the next step. It's not like I'm going to run Louisiana. It's like, no, I'm going to rule the fucking world. But what we have to say is that he keeps living. Every time he dies, he comes back. Yep. This, This Dracula might be our oldest Dracula in that way. Yes, I think so. I think you definitely make that argument. And he's come up with several of these plans that have worked to varying successes at at times. Yep. And he keeps Renfield in line. He keeps him hooked. I mean, I think this jumps his intelligence up to a seven, at least. Yes. Oh, I'm looking at some other scores here. I'm trying to get a sense of where I would I would put him about. Yeah, this ain't Dracula 3 Legacy. This, yeah. ain't, this ain't the Batman versus Dracula even, unfortunately. Though I do think he is quite a, a clever man. Yeah. And he's not even honestly... Curse of the Judas Chalice or or even Van Helsing. I mean I, I agree. He's not there, he's just he's not he's not out here making like complicated plans and making points. Yeah. However, I I, I still think he ends up somewhere just I mean it might be a seven on the dot. Compared to seven what we had in Bella, there is growth yeah. here. I like a seven. Combat score, Bella was a one. Crank it up. <laughs> He uh this this guy's a 10. He's ten, a 10. No question. This He's dude's ripping apart anybody who comes near him. I think I think Batman Batman versus Dracula is up there. Um mm-hmm. I think I think you got to talk about Van Helsing because of his, you know, super demon mode. I think that's probably about it. Blade Trinity's probably going toe to toe for a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's a good fight to watch. Yeah, this 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 guy gives everyone instantly a run for their money. At one point, it's talk. We're gonna talk about a creative choice here. Um, we're gonna get to shape shifting in a moment, but spoiler alert: our guy can turn into smoke. 
and he uses it in a way that we have seen nobody else do. Yep. Which is to say, he turns into smoke and then blows up a priest. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's gnarly. <laughs> it's like the one thing they went for a few practicals on. <laughs> so you get mm-hmm. some chunks that land. Well, um, yeah, 10. It's great fun. 10. Shape shifting. This is hard because Bella's already got a decent score to 6.9. Yep. And with Bella, we already had proof of, of bat. And we knew that he had changed into a wolf. Mm-hmm. And in this one, we add smoke. We add smoke. We add multiple bats. Multiple, multiple bats, bats is bats interesting. That he can attack with. He's actually quite a respectable force. As yeah, he beats the shit out bat. of Nicholas Holt at one point with them. Yes, nearly kills Nicholas Holt with them. Yeah, and at that point, they're also on fire because he's briefly been in sunlight. Like yeah, and they they are they are him, but they're also different yeah i think he's worth a nine i agree i think he jumps up to a nine yep miscellaneous god what to choose i this is hard bella's Um, at a 10 i can't remember exactly what we gave bella but it might have been the fact that it's bella it's just that it's bella it's the original um I mean, I can argue. I can argue for the near involved, even at the end, right? The way that they they, yeah. they kill Dracula by by trapping him in a circle, uh, an entrapment circle with cocaine and Latin uh, that yes. that Aquafina got from Tumblr, which is great. That was a great joke. <laughs> Loved it. Um, and even at the end, even Nicholas Holt is like, I don't know if we killed him, but what they do is they mix uh, his body. They beat it. They <laughs> crush his body into little cubes and then they <laughs> mix it with concrete and holy water and they freeze into ice trays and then they dump it into the sewers. And even Nicholas Holt is like, I don't know if we killed him. And yeah. I like that for a 10. I agree. I think it's a 10. No, because we also get a little montage of them, of people killing Dracula and or yeah. quote, killing Dracula in several different ways, and he comes yep. back from every single one. Ain't no problem. Ain't no thing. Yeah. No um, big deal. No big deal. Uh, grand entrance. I Or exit. <laughs> I'm happy with either. I'm going to count his exit as him being stuck in the circle and then putting on the rock and roll hands and saying, Hail Satan. <laughs> I think that's a five. <laughs> I think his either way you final, cut it, it's a five. <laughs> I agree. His final wish is to go to the level of hell with all the cool people. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the entrance where we get that scene of him blowing up the priest in smoke form. Yeah. Great. It, it, it's it's fives all around. And they recreate the, um, they recreate Bella's entrance. Like we get good yeah. entrance, great entrance, great. And en- like all of it is a five, no matter how it shakes out. I agree. Um, book bonus stays a four. I think that's makes sense. I agree. Yep. I think that's accurate. Uh, and humor. Humor is currently at a three for Bella. <laughs> I think he's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think he he's walks, pretty funny. When he walks into the, the, the help group at the end and they're like, who are you? <laughs> and he just rattles off his lists of titles. Um, which unceremoniously gets ended with Renfield's boss. Um, he's having a good time. Nick Cage is, he's just a win. Um, yeah. 
I'm fine with the staying a three. If you wanted to up it to a 3.5 or four, I wouldn't mind. I can, uh, let's do a 3.3, I think. Let's give him a little bit extra here. He's just got a little bit more going on. Coming in, final score, 65.4. Oh, good Lord. Which I believe. I think he did it. Is our number one. Wow. This just nails it. I mean, I, I if nothing else, if nothing else, for all of our critics, all our half an hour of criticisms with this movie, right? It is undeniable that they nailed it with yeah. Dracula himself. Yes, I agree. And done and done. Are you and I slightly biased to want to give this to Nick Cage? I'm sure to a degree. But I think you and I came away from this really talking about Nicholas Holt and how good we thought he was. Yeah. And it's only upon reflection and doing the math that you you can't you can't really fault Nick Cage's performance. I mean, does he even need a nickname or is it just Nick Cage? It's Nick Cage. Done and done. Quick reactions on Last Voyage of the Demeter. Demeter, whatever. Um, the movie looks awesome. This movie mm-hmm. is straight up horror movie yep. suspense. We're stuck on a boat. How are we going to get off? And I'm pumped. Yep. Uh, Andre Overdell is the um, Overdell. Excuse me. Is the uh, director. Did Troll Hunter? Great movie. Did Autopsy of Jane Doe? Scary as shit movie. Did Scary yeah. Stories to Tell in the Dark? Complicated movie, I'll say. I liked yeah. it though. Um, most importantly, though, we have uh, Javier Baudet as Dracula. Uh, yeah. This dude is. Is just incredible. Uh, he was uh, set in the Mummy. He was Slender Man in the Slender Man movie. I mean, he's was in. Uh, he was all the creepy ghosts in Crimson Peak. Uh, yeah. He was in a bunch of the Insidious movies, um, and I think he's just gonna knock it out of the park. I was so excited to get a trailer for it, and showing a fair amount of him in it. I yeah. thought, I thought we were gonna get you know just little glimpses here and there, and. I mean, that's what we got. We got a lot of glimpses, but we get some good shots of what the design is like for him. Yes. I mean, this is a creature out of hell. And I think it's a Nosferatu sequel. I totally agree. I think it's Nosferatu. That's, this is the vibe that we got. We did not get, we, we didn't get sort of the standard gentleman Dracula. No, no, no. Nope. This is a monster. This is a monster movie. This is far more Nosferatu-ish. I'm really pumped. We also get the... um, Liam Cunningham is in this, who was... uh, He's Davos in in Game of Thrones. He's the the boat captain. I mean... This cast. Corey Hawkins? Are you kidding me? Did you ever see The Nightingale? Yes. Yeah, that yes. actress is in it. A, um, Aisling Francois, like she's yes. in it. Um, David Dashmalian's in this. Like this, you cannot beat this cast for a movie of like spooky people, people being spooky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is just it nails the vibes here. Um, I'm I'm pumped. You should go watch this trailer if you're into spooky stuff because this movie just it has it has all the right vibes. It comes out August. Um, August of 2023, so, you know, not very far yep. now. Universal, man, <laughs> hitting, hitting some of these out of the park already is the, is the vibe. I'm I'm pumped. Awesome. All right, well, how do you want to leave the show? Oh, gosh, I have to get out of New Orleans. That's where we are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, God help you. That, that sounds kind of difficult. 
actually. Why is New Orleans has had two Draculas um, roost there now? Um, it's a good I, city for it. Yeah, it is. It kind of works that party time vibe. I really want to do a Sweeney Todd set in New Orleans. Oh, perfect. That I really, really want to do it there. Mm. Yeah. Well, Aquafina already stole Ben Schwartz's car once, but I'm just going to steal it again and get the heck out of there. <laughs> Maybe get some some uh, beignets from Cafe Dumont on the way. What about you? I am going to. Hmm. Oh, there's a lot of um, nice SUVs that are now just uh, ownerless because all the owners are dead. <laughs> um, so I'm true. I'm just going to take one of those. I think got some really good looking SUVs. Maybe a BMW yeah. in there. I think like there. Yeah. Take your pick. Take your pick of a car that you want. Really, and you can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like efficient. Do what do you want to watch next week? I realized I did uh, not ask you that. Yeah, no. Uh, we're getting down to some to some slim pickings over here. What do you got? Yep. I am looking at a couple of stuff. Honestly, none of them look great. <laughs> what I would throw out there would maybe be um, the first. I think maybe we do Count Dracula 1977, uh-huh. but I think we do it in two parts because this is quite a long one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And I love that they try to do some genuine things. And then the first sentence is just Lucy Westerner's sister, Mina. Oh. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Easy. Yeah, so I think uh, it's 155 minutes. So I think we do it in maybe two. I think we do a little two-parter with it. Yeah, I agree. Love it. All right, next week, part one of Count Dracula, 1977. Louis Jordan is our Dracula this week. We got Frank Finley, Susan Penhaligon, Judy Bauer, Jack Shea, just the most British names you could think of. <laughs> Ooh, according to Wikipedia, this article's plot summary may be too long or excessively detailed. All right. Thanks, Wikipedia. I don't even need to watch it anymore. I can just I can just read this description. We'll see you next week. Back to old London town. Good night. Good night. <laughs>